Welcome to The Watering Hole, for coaches, by coaches, with coaching at the core. Fill your cup, join us, sit by the fire, and connect. We're on a mission to explore the water of wisdom, well-being, and we, the change makers. Coaching with a capital C. Coaching with a capital C. Coaching with a capital C. Hi, everyone. Excited for you to hear this week's episode of the Coaching with a Capital C podcast. This is Megan with the Coach Collaborative, and this week we're going to be talking about some of the current growing pains of the field and how sometimes the ways in which companies use coaches or have historically used coaches hasn't totally let us flex our full skill set and has also kept us pretty isolated in our high volume roles. This doesn't extend to all types of coaching, but it is certainly true for those who work in the health and well-being space. And we talk about how this current state has been challenging to ride for the three of us as we've been doing this work for over 10 years apiece, and also talking about how the hope for this podcast and this community can really help serve in walking the field forward together. Enjoy! And, and I, I mean, I know that we've all trained people. I know that that's a big part of what we enjoy is getting to train new coaches too. And like, you know, all the conversations we've had about what coaching is, what it isn't, like people get confused. They don't know what it is. And, and part of, I think what's, what can again be such the desire is to make it specific, even trying to define coaching. What is it? Like I was working with somebody who's aware, but not, not a coach themselves about like, like, what can we say? Like, what is coaching and who is it for? And how is it different than therapy? And like, what, like, let's get, let's define it. Let's cut the lines. And it's like, I totally get how that would be helpful. And it's can't do it, right? Like you can't do it. And it's not, there's some ways that obviously those lines are very, very clear and, and that's um, totally fine. But I was trying to explain to her, I was like, coaching, ICF, national board, right? Like, what does it mean to be certified by them versus by other things you could be certified by? What are we talking about as coaches if it's like that, you know, thing you decide to do one day or it's a $20 program you find online or it's something you invest multiple years in? Like, this is, these are, you can't, we can't boxify those different pieces and with the way that coaching is coming into emotional well-being and behavioral health and all these things the lines with therapy are not always cut and dried so this is where i think about outcomes and research and data and there's so much more to learn about like who is the best fit for what and where and when and why and how do you stay responsive to needs because we know that they're not static either and I think that this is, I mean, this is a whole other conversation around <laughs> turf wars, but I even had like, you know, in some ways, like, um, we don't know enough yet to be certain. And yeah. that's where I think with some of these other interventions, like to bring it back to what we were talking about before, is there's a desire for certainty, 
to be able to to get the charge or the revenue or whatever it is that you want. And part of what we all know with clients when we first start working with them is we're helping them get comfortable with the ambiguity. Yep. Right. Helping them trust us, helping mm-hmm. them uh, ha- like trust the process and the co-working to do all the the, the skills that Tracy was saying. And that's like um, that's something that can't be lost in thinking about how we design coaching experiences largely. Gosh, I love that. Yeah, like, amen. Getting comfortable. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, Lorraine, I the ambiguity, getting comfortable in the ambiguity and and it's it's also like inclusivity, right? We're talking about inclusivity. We're talking about abundance here. We are not we do not need any more turf wars in our world, not only in our world at all, let alone in our helping professions. We, there is so much um, glorious need in the world for responsive and caring and compassionate service providers of all levels and all abilities and all you know, from all of these programs and all of the training models. I mean, I just think it's, it's, it, but what you mentioned, Megan, is so important is being able to really kind of continue to delineate the when and the where and the how and the who and recognize like we are all dynamic. We all have differing needs at different times. Like when might, when might I need to, you know, step into coaching? When might I need to step into therapy? When might I need to consult with a psychiatrist? When might I want to seek out my spiritual healer? When, when might I work with an acupuncturist? I mean, there's so many angles from which we can support our growth. And, uh, and what I love about coaching, I think we get to be kind of a hub, right? We get to be a hub for all of those things. And it's, it's, it's an example of being able to really co-pilot with someone in a way that helps navigate some systems that can be really um, daunting to navigate, right? Let alone our own, our own process. Uh, And so I love these conversations. I'm, (laughs) I'm just, my heart is so big and happy right now. Thank you. Oh, and this is such like, again, this is the conversation that I've had with people who coach around um, medical term, right? Like metabolic syndrome, right? Coach around medical term, like diabetes, medical term, anxiety, well, you know, anxiety or any of these other behavioral health conditions. And one of the things that, I, or, you know, leadership coaches, right? Like they have their their quote unquote clinical setting, whatever that setting is, like the more official setting that they're working within. And they have these different like parameters, generally speaking of what they're doing. And I think that part of what's so interesting is again, the desire to get specific, but to stay open at the same time and to know, and I was having this other interesting conversation with really wonderful colleague who is a therapist around like the idea of behavioral health and how behavioral health can be all encompassing because everything has behaviors. Traditionally, it's not defined that way, right? It's like, it's a different way of saying mental health than we think of behavioral health. But 
you think about any of these experiences and taking a whole person inclusive view that is personalized to somebody and open to um, where they want to be and, and leaving space for that process, it includes a, a mental aspect, it includes an emotional aspect, it includes a behavioral aspect, it includes, um, you know, that idea of like, the the wise mind above, right? Like that idea of somebody who's guiding self-leadership, that orientation, like so much of what we're doing is facilitating from all aspects. And some parts of coaching, again, stay more focused in one versus the others. Um, but if we're able to stay open just like that, then like there's so much more room for outcomes and data right because we're not we're not only looking for specific types of data or we're staying curious about what moves the needle on a validated measure for something right so it's all about like the, the way in which we orient these interventions and we design them and what the hypotheses are and what we're researching and what we're curious about and you know in some ways like that's a, a very similar process that we do with clients all the time it just so happens that in, in designing these interventions that uh, the people doing them, you know, aren't, aren't able to think that way. Such, that's a really good point. Yet. Yes. Yet. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Also really good point. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we are moving in that direction. We will, we will invite the possibilities and open, see where, see where we go. I love it. Grow the grow the grow the paradigm posse. Grow the posse paradigm. The... <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because I mean, I, I think I know we all know, right? Like we we bang our heads against these walls time and time again, sometimes, and then we have these beautiful sessions with people where it is the the different action steps than anyone would have thought. Like you can get into some sort of way of understanding whether it be an analogy or a metaphor or like a, a schematic or whatever you know however people orient to their um their wisdom and their knowing and that self-leadership and then like when you can see how that works so powerfully it's like it makes you want to makes me want to i should say bang my head a little bit harder because it's like how do we not know this yet like i just had like you know like five sessions today where this happened right or i just had like you know high volume days like mm -hmm. 50 60 in a week like this happened so like how you know and again it, it includes outcomes it includes data so it's like how do we help like get this right. more open all around yeah absolutely well it's 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 that whole thing we can't fix we can't fix problems with the same with the same strategies that created the problems. No. <laughs> so, yeah, I love it. It reminds me of uh, Autobiography in Five Chapters by Portia Nelson. You guys remember that poem? Um, well, we can, we can all look it up on Google. It's a great poem <laughs> that demonstrates this. It's all about like basically continuing to repeat the same behaviors over and over and essentially falling in the same hole and then eventually we, at some point, we learn to do something differently. Um, it's a very great, simple poem to illustrate what you're talking about, Megan. <laughs> Pretty soon our heads hurt enough that we, <laughs> we, find, we find a different way. We find a different way, hopefully. 
Oh, I love it. Well, I think that's what we're all here for, right? Is exploring those, those paradigm shifts, new possibilities, and, you know, pioneering. We talked about like our founders and our leaders and our teachers uh, in, in all these different spheres, right? I think about like sort of the legacy that we kind of continue to flow in and continuing the spirit of pioneering, right? Like there have, there have to be evolutions in this, in this journey and new iterations. And I'm so grateful to get to be doing that with you guys. It's super fun. Me too. And I, I also, I, on, on top of that, you know, I, having these conversations, like I'm just sort of taking it all in and, and, and my mind is like the wheels start turning, right. Just because of this conversation. And so it, even though we don't necessarily have the answer or know the way from, you know, I trust and believe that the, these conversations are part of what's going to reveal yes the answer and reveal the way and if we if we don't have these then that's not going to happen so you know I think that's part of also our our intention is that there's been such a silo yeah in doing this work especially at a high volume level or there's you don't even have a bandwidth to have these kinds of conversations and so you know I'm I just get excited that I'm like, you know, knowing this is really a, this is, this has got to be different. Well, we don't exactly know how to do it, how to figure it out quite yet, but, but that we're engaging in the beginning of yep. figuring out just sort of just like what we do in our, in our, our work with a client. Like we don't necessarily know, but we trust and believe that starting to engage in this is going to help them yes. figure it out. I was just going to say, you just described, (laughs) you just described coaching process to a T. I did. I did. (laughs) You just just made a beautiful, you just made a beautiful summary, Lorraine, of our whole conversation of what is coaching process. And it's all that it's planting seeds and stepping into that ambiguity and stepping into that unknown. And we don't have to land today with an exact answer or an exact outcome but we know and we trust and we have experienced that those seeds uh, they get to be absorbed and integrated and reflected on and you know playfully experimented with right all the things and and every conversation forward is is a part of that unfolding right so and we're think, doing it. We're doing coaching process. <laughs> we we're doing it. And it's also, again, it's, it's, um, it's simultaneous, like it's all simultaneously happening with innovations in all of these different areas. Right. And it's all simultaneously happening with people trying to reduce barriers and, and reduce all these different blocks that have historically existed, which are very, very, very important. And so in some ways it also, um, behooves us to stay flexible in that dance yep right Mm -hmm. and to to think about and to use our creative minds where we can to help inform and support some of these desired changes and innovations and at the same time like we said before we hold the integrity and the values so we get to step away when we want to 
And it's not to say that coaching has to be the way that a singular company thinks about it. But if we get that collective mass, if people to be like, this isn't, this isn't jive with me. I don't think this is correct. This isn't what I, where I want to be. Um, obviously there's financial implications to, you can't just like leave a job whenever you want to, but there is, I think that this critical mass that we, mm-hmm. we have in the field that hasn't yet been felt around, like, how do we influence change? Mm-hmm. Where are the places that where like, again, who gets to monetarily benefit off of our skills? Uh-huh. We get to kind of decide that where we vote, quote unquote, vote to work. And yes. where are the environments that we think are, and again, I, I fully understand there's a lot of privilege in being able to choose where you work versus working where you can with a job. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think that that's part of what I hope that some of these conversations help to stir is that like knowing of like, I don't have to stay in this job. Like maybe mm-hmm. this is the choice to look for something different or look for something that would be more aligned or just to feel validated in the, this doesn't feel right, but this is what they're saying we should do, mm-hmm. right? So how to help with with that level of support too. Mm-hmm. And just continuing to advocate that these are not exclusive things. This is not a this or this, but that there actually can be a both and, mm-hmm. and, you know, maintaining integrity of coaching and the spirit of coaching and the process of coaching and the more we're able to actually engage in this language and these articulations the more and and begin to really understand what are we measuring uh what do we want to continue to define as outcomes i think the more and more we do this the more it's going to become easier for everyone mm-hmm. yep totally agree. and i know we hit our time window so there we go look at that mic drop at the end punctuation <laughs> yes punctuation i just feel I like i did mental gymnastics <laughs> so great hi all megan again there's real life for you. Um, we hope that you enjoyed that section of our conversation and we're really excited to bring more voices in and bring more people into the fold. So if you're interested in joining us and exploring a topic or you have a topic you would like to explore, please email us at coach.collaborative at gmail.com. Again, that's coach.collaborative at gmail.com. Thank you.